ladies and gentlemen. Let's get ready to recycle. Recycle Bin is back from podcast death. Uh, no thanks to the fucking idiots that are BT Openreach and BT and the builders who built my house. The podcast is back. It's in shape and everything's good to go. Speaking of back from the dead, my guest this episode is the ex-host of Joypod and occasional substitute John Denton. David Turner, say hello, Dave. I didn't die. I don't. <laughs> I'm a, I've always been alive. I just don't record my voice and put it on the internet anymore. It's essential. Uh, yeah, I don't feel alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. It feels like I'm. I am actually dead now. So yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, it's it's the, it's it's big, what becoming a father does to you, doesn't it? it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you? I'm trying to think. Are you the first person I've had on the show twice? No, no. I've had because I've had Sean and and Laura on twice as well, haven't I? Yeah, and Andy. Oh, and Andy, of course, Andy's done bits as well, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, all there was me thinking that, well, well, you're the first person to do the Dark Souls bit and can then come on afterwards. I'm trying That's to think right. to sort of applaud it to give you. Um, yeah, well, my life changed after that um, that particular appearance, didn't well, it? Well, the, the, funnily enough, this thing, because I'm looking at news, and, like, aside from Destiny has come out, and, oh, well, the Destiny bait has come out, and um, there's not really been a tremendous amount of news if you don't want to talk about Russia and Ukraine. Um, so... Yeah, you've now finished Dark Souls, haven't you? Yeah, totally finished that. Got my tattoo, got a t-shirt <laughs> come in uh, that just says need humanity across it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm basically, I'm a massive nerd now. Does anyone, <laughs> does anyone have any dice? Because let's go, let's rule. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really weird. Like, So I, I did that appearance on your podcast and I, I was adamant that I was never going to go back to it. And then... Yeah. I listen to the podcast because my ego is bigger than my sense, <laughs> and um, and I enjoyed it. And I thought, yeah, maybe I'm missing out on something. Um, so that night I went back and I just thought, okay, what is summoning? I'll look it up. I'll read it. I went on onto a wiki page or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that got me through the gargoyles, and I never never looked back. I just whipped through a big chunk of it up until pretty much skimmed through the whole thing up until Anna Londo and got got stuck. Uh, with those two bastards, um, Ornstein and Smo, and then uh, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, I, I, again, Anna Londo. I thought that's it. I'm done. Finished yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Then once I did those dudes, I was like, okay, well, I can't do New Londo ruins. This is awful. <laughs> um, and and I did that like the Four Kings. I crap. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, and then I just one night I just sat down and just finished the rest of it off. It was it was um, I was quite proud of myself. You see, uh, yeah, this is this is the mad thing as well, isn't it? Because like, do you, so did you sell you sell through the four kings, didn't you? Not really. No, I no. It took me about twenty twenty five attempts, I think. Oh, okay, fair um, enough. Yeah, um, what? Because what happened? It, like the four kings is just so anti Dark Souls. It's like sometimes you'll win, but sometimes you fucking won't. Like it's not about learning something. I was doing the tanking technique, which probably didn't help, but it mm. was just like, okay, well, hopefully if they don't use the big 
you know, blast to yeah. slow everything down, um, uh, then I might have a chance. And then, and then I just realised actually probably my sword needs upgrading. So I did a few things in different places and upgraded my um, fury sword and and then went back and did it first time. So it was just it just felt cheap. Like it was a bit crap. Yeah. Um, like I, I got through most of that last third of the game. You know, the first well, yeah, the first time I uh, well I, I did Seath first time. Um, just oh yeah, by, yeah, it's piss, yeah, yeah, just by following. Well, well, we it, in the end it was a kind of double KO. Um, I died as he did. Um, That's weird. But I just so did I, you go back to the dungeon thing that he sends you back to? Um, I respawned. Uh, oh no, so I I did that bit. I respawned back at the bonfire previous. Yeah, um, and then tried going back for my souls. Um, and yeah, I lost them. Um, and he was my last uh, of the Lord Souls as well. Um. Uh, Four Kings I did in fairly short order, but I really struggled with Gwyn. Really struggled with Gwyn. I, 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 um, I, it took me four attempts, I think. Um, and yeah. on the fourth attempt, I literally didn't move. I, uh, I stood there. I, t- I t- tell you, I took a step back twice the whole time <laughs> I was there. I just stood there, waited for him to come at me, and I just like parried him, constantly parried him. Yeah, yeah. And every time he went to grab me, I just like stepped back and then parried him again. It was, it was, it was just like, it was like a guy at the end, like he'd been through you know, nine rounds of a boxing <laughs> fight and he's incredibly unfit and he's just shattered and he's but he still had the skill to finish it or finish the job. And he's like, Yeah, whatever, mate, I'm done. I cannot be bothered to move about. And when I've seen like other people like I've I've followed um Jeff Green's path, like uh it was incredible like I don't know if you've seen it, but if you like Dark Souls, definitely search Jeff Green dark souls on um on youtube yeah and he's basically got his whole playthrough on there okay um and he's jeff i don't know if you know jeff green he's an american writer and he is um he's an older gentleman mm. and he's not very good at games he likes casual games so he, he, just watching him go from someone who's starting out on dark souls to someone when you see him beat the taurus demon for the first time it is incredible when you see him beat ornstein and smo it is unbelievable and then when he finally completes the game he's almost in tears because like he's put himself through this whole thing it's just the best the best the best videos on the internet um and i was i was watching him play for it and um I, I can't even remember my point now. Just go and watch those videos. <laughs> probably the point. Yeah. No, it's it's, uh, it's really interesting though, like, like speaking to people because the th- I found so like Seath I did first time. Um, the Four Kings I found reasonably easy, and I really enjoyed Blight Town. Um, yeah, Blight Town was cool, man. I yeah. like that. I nearly quit on the Fire Sage Demon. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying with that, but I, I, I the thing is with someone like the Fire Sage. Me a year ago would be slating you now. I don't know what's happened to me. I hate myself. <laughs> I, I need Joypod back in my life. Just put me back in shape. This is ridiculous. Um, uh, yeah, no, I know what you're saying with the Fire Sage Demon because at, at first it just seems like a, a step too far. I don't, not like, but it's not. But every time I got defeated by him, I was like, okay, I know, I know how to do it. And the run up to him is a bit of a pain as well because yeah. you've got. You got all those other demons chasing yeah. after you and shit like that, but it was that, and it was just the kind of no. This is essentially the fucking. You've done this twice now. Yeah, yeah. Because um, did you go back to the asylum as well? I did, but I didn't face the um, the stray demon. I I went straight to pick up. Uh, I I'm, I fell down the first time, and I thought, well, what happens if you go round? And uh-huh. then I found uh, the doll, and then just went back. 
yeah, that's probably the smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so are you, are you kind of going, look, you've basically done this twice. He's just got that and like an explosion thing. It should not be this difficult. And then I realized the thing that was tripping me up was his arena has got all those branches in it that you can get stuck on. Um, and yeah, that wound me up a little bit. Um, so have you started Dark Souls 2 yet? No, I, I, I want to wait for um, for a PS4 release, but I'm increasingly losing faith that they're going to bring it out on the PS4. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to happen, does it? I, st- I don't know why. Why are these people doing this? Ooh, just, <laughs> just pull it. Can it really be that hard? And there's nothing to play on the PS4, so people are going to be clambering around for a game like that. It's just it annoys me. And it, it's either that or... If it's not out by the end of the year, I'll get it and try and complete it before before Bloodborne comes out. But yeah, no, that's um, yeah, no, I, I just um, yeah, I was really I was really taken by it. I mean, uh, there there were things that pissed me off about the game. I, I you know I, I don't think it's a perfect game, but I do think mm. it's one of the best of the generation. You know, yeah. which is you know, if I'd have told myself this time last year that that I'd, I'd have completed it and loved it, I I, I don't know what I probably would have punched myself in the balls. Um, <laughs> Because uh, I don't know, just people get irritating about that game. Yeah. Well, you know, so I mean, Christ, some people record five hours worth of interviews about it and then put it on the internet for other people to listen. Wankers. Um, I, like I, I almost put Dark Souls fans on my list. It just got bumped from my list because <laughs> most of my arguments was on the Chet and John recently. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's such a bum that one off. Yeah. Speaking of actually, nothing to play on the PS4 as we mentioned it before. Uh, are you on the Destiny beta? I am. I got it downloaded. I haven't played it yet. I've played the alpha though. Oh uh, well, that's all right. Because I I didn't play the alpha, but I've been playing the beta. Um, what do you make of it? Because I'm really struggling to find what is different between that and Borderlands. Yeah. Um. I I was the same. Um. And everyone told me I'm completely wrong. By by the sounds of it, how many hours you put into it? You put long into it? Half an hour, uh, an hour, two hours? Two, maybe three hours. Apparently, there's like a hump. Once you get over the hump there's all this shit opens up and you're like, whoa, this, I can see what's to like about this game. Uh, maybe. Um, I'm yet to go over that hump, but so many of my close friends have got over it and are going, no, you wait until the massive spider robot comes out of the sky and stuff like that. I know, you yeah. see, that makes me, yeah, that, that makes me interested. But like, I've been been kind of doing the missions and, I mean, I put on Twitter just before we recorded this, I was staring at like the, the mission, the, the choose where you go in screen, going, I really want, I wish I wanted to play you. Um... But I was just looking, I was just like, oh, like, the thing that's bugging me so far is all the enemies. If you didn't have the names above the enemies, could you tell me the difference between a dreg and an acolyte and a vandal? Like, they're just, they're just things in the distance that fall yeah, over like weird well. bug things, but I don't know. I, I, I think um, the biggest problem with Destiny at the moment is that no one knows what it is and we're not being told what it is. Yeah. You know, when, when, when you've got marketing for other games, you're like, Okay, I see what they're trying to sell me here. I see why this is cool. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see what they, how they want me to play. Why I'm going to enjoy it. Destiny. I mean, no one really knows what it is yet. And um, until so, when you start off, you're like, "Well, is this it? I'm just running around shooting." I think that's not really what it's about. You've got to play it a little bit more and 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 work out what the game's about. You know. Um, so I think it's one of those things where once you get over. Like once you work out what you're actually doing, I think it'll really open up, um, and that seems to be the case for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot maybe, of people. Maybe people that seem to play it for like half an hour again, I don't get it. It's crap. People that have put like five hours into it again, no, this is day one purchase. So, yeah. um, well, I'm going to sit down and try and spend as much time on the beta as I can, and then you know see if it grabs me. 
Fair enough. Well, I found as well that doing because um, I was yeah the last mission I did uh, towards the end of it, I was like that that is quite. I did enjoy that. I think like. I think I would have, if it hadn't been for the fact that I had to get off and, and do this call with you, um, I probably would have carried on. So maybe, maybe I'm getting over it. I don't know. But it's it's things like in in uh, in Borderlands when you got a new gun, it'd be called like an ugly ripper or, you know. Whereas in this, it's just like, oh, I've picked up some new armor. It's the Forester 2.1B, which oh, that's not quite as good as the Forester 2.1. It turns out, um, and just like it's just such a it yeah, but feels... that's that's for that's familiarising yourself with the game, and it's yeah, you know, like it, it, I could easily say the same thing about Dark Souls. Oh, I've got a Fury Sword, but uh, although it's well... not as good as my Drake Sword, it it scales with my dexterity. It, it, you know, it, in a if if you're just putting, I think it's too early to tell after a couple of hours. Yeah, no, you... that sort of game. I think there's so much shit in it. Um, that that you're going to be soon enough. You're going to find your armor set, and you're going to understand the differences between the armor sets. And yeah. and all right, like I was saying to um, uh, my mate Matt, who's played it a lot, yeah. I was going, well, I wish I could pick up their weapons and you use their weapons. And his response was, well, that's not what the game's about. The <laughs> game's about you having your weapons and you adjusting to playstyle that, that that the weapons force you to take and then yep. um and then progressing and, and building on top of that you know uh, up in stats and all sorts of shit like that and i don't know i i just don't think the game's presented itself to me yet once it does then then i could decide whether i like it or not you know yeah no i think that that seems fair i mean i didn't help myself last night by jumping into a game that somebody else was playing that was way too over the high level for me and uh, when i arrived there were a load of enemies i literally couldn't hurt um ah. And who were all one shotting me, um, and I should have just backed out, but I didn't, uh, and ruined my own enjoyment of it. So uh, it's probably my fault. Yeah, it's your fault. It's amazing. All games are excellent. You're an idiot for <laughs> not liking anything. This, What's the matter with you? Yeah, no, that that seems entirely accurate. Um, <laughs> anyway, speaking of not liking things, we're pro in these uh, uh, segues this evening. So pro, I couldn't even remember what they were called. That's a good fast start, isn't it? Uh, okay, so um, let's assume that people haven't listened to the recycle bin before. The recycle bin is Room 101 for video games, essentially. Dave has brought with him three things about video games or about video games culture or whatever that he doesn't like. We're going to talk about them, and then I'm going to decide whether they should be banished forever into the recycle bin, which basically has actual no real bearing on real life, so don't worry. Uh, Nothing's actually going to happen to you. It'll be fine. Uh, Basically, we're just going to speak about some stuff for about an hour. Uh, so, Dave, what's num- thing number one on your list? Before I get to number one, yeah. I just want to say this, right? So, I believe I'm a, a quite a positive person, especially when it comes to video games. I try to give the benefit of the doubt. I try to like things, accept things that I don't like, uh, that other people do, all that sort of stuff. So, when I first sat down um, and thought, right, okay, I've got to come up with three things, I thought, this could be really hard, like... <laughs> can't think of three things that I genuinely hate. Uh, by the end of the day, I had to scrub things out. <laughs> I had to like sort of, well, do I hate that more than that? I think I hate them both really badly. Um, uh, some of the things I crossed out were um, uh, the first hour of Ocarina of Time, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Andy Hamilton, um, <laughs> uh, Americans. There's just lots of things that, that I have written down that I had to scribble out. Um, but but no, I've got my free now, and I think I'm happy with them. 
Um, and number one, some of them are going to need explaining because the titles are crap. Okay. I accept that. But number one is big gaming websites. Okay. Right. I'm talking IGN, GameSpot, Eurogamer, that sort of stuff. Now, I like reading Eurogamer. I haven't got any problem with the staff there. I haven't got any problem with the... Well, that's a lie. I've got a problem with the staff there. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got any problem with the writing. I haven't got um, any problem with the way they review things, the way they present things. I'm not accusing them of doing anything untoward in terms of their journalism, anything like that. My argument for putting these uh, websites into the recycling bin simply boils down to this. They let us down, right? Right. And what I mean by that is that um, uh, not only do they let um, other aspiring writers, uh, smaller websites, blogs, fan sites down, they also let consumers down in a big way. My wish is for these websites to come together and form a group, okay, a, a, a group that represents the connection between um, publishers and the media that we read, that we enjoy, and that some of us participate in. Mm. The reason why I want this, these people to do this is that why, why, why do publishers want to give their games out to these websites? They want it for marketing reasons, right? They want um, uh, their game to be front page of their website. And to do that, they ask these companies to review them and blah, blah, blah. I think the reason that they're putting these games out there to these big you know, websites hmm. is, is lost recently. I think that the publishers have too much power. And I don't think that will ever change unless the big websites come together and say, what you're doing is not on and we need to stand up to this. Do you know what I mean? The embargoes are getting insanely out of control at the moment. Oh, limitations yeah. on how many screenshots you can make. Limitations on how many um, uh, how many minutes of footage you can take from a game and put online. It's all it's all bullshit. It's all peddled bullshit to make sure that their game is not shown up for potentially terrible. Oh, oh, mm. Okay, there's money behind it. They could lose money and they're worried about that. But that doesn't mean that they can start using techniques to silence the media. And it's, it's terrible. The, the other thing that winds me up is um, uh, embargoes that only lift once the game has been released. That's mm. bullshit. That is essentially taking away the right of a consumer to research a product before buying it. And, and to me, that stinks of, of just... Just uh, that's disgusting. That is that's actually disgusting. That's a publisher taking their power, increasing it, and then enforcing it on on things to the detriment of the media and um, uh, consumers. And I, I I just think, okay, the problem there is with the publishers. Why am I putting the 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 big gaming websites in? Because they refuse to fight back. Because they know if they fight back, then another one of their rivals will get exclusives. Another one of their rivals will get a better relationship with publishers and they'll get, you know, trips, places to go and look at games earlier than others. It's just, there's the competition between the big websites is fine, but every now and then that competition is putting aside for the, for the, uh, for the good of consumers and, and, and even themselves, you know, and even for the little websites that, that can continuously get picked on by this sort of stuff uh, because they have no power have absolutely no power anymore mm. I, I think so that's it's my argument I think it's interesting actually I mean I've, I've heard people make this this or, or similar argument before and it's, I've never heard anybody argue it for smaller sites that are out there 
Um, mainly because I think in the end, uh, Andy Hamilton put them all in the recycle bin anyway. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, it is one of those difficult things, isn't it? Because I'm looking at kind of, you've, you've, you've mentioned a few sites here, and I'm thinking, so like if IGN suddenly turned around to EA and went, right, no, fuck your embargo, we're releasing this, fuck that, we're saying we went to a press, a press event and the new FIFA looks shitty. Um, IGN will, right, that's IGN blacklisted. Maybe not the first time they do it, but certainly the, the, certainly the second or third time they do it, that's IGN blacklisted. And then but that's... What, but this is this is what's under, this is what annoys me, right? The publishers are then saying, "Oh, uh, okay, well that's IGN blacklisted." Mm. Why can't these big websites that that they want to have covering their games turn around? Okay, all right, FIFA's blacklisted. Fucking the, the you yeah. know, Xperia's Edge games blacklisted. You know, across all media. Mm. Like I don't understand why they're not fighting back. Why they're taking it? Like yeah. it, it just it annoys me because it's. It's letting we. They're the connection between us and the publishers. They're the ones that's supposed to filter out the bullshit and present what's really being sold to us, right? Yeah. How can we trust that when they're letting the publishers dictate, you know, when they can tell us about a game or, you know, how high the score is? I'm not saying they're being told how high the score is, but I do know that they get bollocks if the score's too low. Like I, it stinks of just like bullshit to me, and I just wish, like, that these websites had the bollocks to just come together and say, okay, we we are actually powerful. You know, Giant Bomb is powerful when they do these quick looks. That's why they're allowed to do it when smaller sites aren't. You know mm. what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. So why don't they use that power to fight back and actually create a better world for consumers and and people that write about games? It it boggles my mind. And and well, I know the answer is because either they're too scared, or they want an exclusive. Like they want the money. It's and and that is just the most depressing thing at the moment for me. Yeah, it annoys me. Because it's, um, it's it's that thing, isn't it? I suppose again, if they all did band together, um, it's the. I mean, I don't know how cutthroat the uh, the online gaming journalism industry is at, at kind of uh, an organisational level. But if again, if they all banded together and then last minute. So, so if they all banded together and went, right, no, yeah, fuck you, FIFA's blacklisted. And then GameSpot turned around and went, actually, we didn't mean it. Um, then, you know, they, they get the exclusive. Everybody flocks to GameSpot and they go, all oh, that sweet, sweet ad revenue. Exactly. Uh, and that's 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 the worry. That's, you know, if, you know, what's the repercussion of that if someone does screw over this sort of collective of journalists that are fighting back you know it's 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 a tricky situation i know but i think it's one that they need to do otherwise you know you wonder why like all these youtubers are getting big Mm. they're getting big because they start off by not giving a shit you know what i mean they give a shit eventually and they get bought out because again they don't give a shit but these companies do give a shit, and I wish they gave a shit enough to actually fight back against publishers. And, you know, the, the other thing that's really winding me up as well, because this was originally embargoes that I wanted to put in. But okay. I, I kind of understand embargoes. I kind of get the basic meaning for one. You know, it doesn't help sending out... Like, if there was no embargoes, they would send out games to various websites right and then the websites will rush them to get their review out first which is no good for anyone right it's not the right way to review a game don't rush it and stick a review up as quick as can just so you get the hits i get an embargo but if a collective could turn around and go okay we're going to accept embargoes i understand that but they need to be 
at least a week before release. Yeah. That, that's what they should be. Mm. And if, if you don't adhere to that, we ain't going to review your game. What are they going to do? They're going to say, oh, okay, don't review our game. If there's a massive fucking media blacklist to it, I don't... You, you think they're going to risk that? I don't, mm. I don't think they will. I think they will... They will there's got to be some sort of middle ground between publishers and, and, and the media. And then, yeah, what happened recently, I don't know if you read that, uh, I think it was when Infamous come out, um, uh, some websites broke the street date and they released the game on, I think it was due out on a Tuesday or something, and it come out on the Friday. Right. And people were, were streaming it, like you can do on, on PS4. Yeah. And publishers were getting Twitch to ban those people. It's not, it's not those people's fault. Yeah, like, I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. What, and and they were inciting embargoes towards consumers. How do you, where do you get the idea that you can impose embargoes to to consumers? That's bullshit. They haven't signed anything. They haven't signed an NDA. Didn't, for all did, I know, it could be some bloke that's just walked into a shop, seen the game there, not known about the industry, just stuck it in and streamed it. Yeah, I don't think there's many people out there like that. Don't get me wrong, but that's a possible scenario. Yeah. And you're you're getting their Twitch account banned. I, I, but it just it really gets my fucking blood boiling. Actually, it's insane. Yeah. Um. What uh, what was I going to say then? Um. Shut up, David. Yeah. Didn't something similar happen with uh, Broken Age as well, where they released um the was it Broken Age? Maybe it was Broken Age. They released a a, a demo to backers to Kickstarter backers. And mm. said, "Oh, and uh, yeah, this, this is the, the writing about this is embargoed." And then I can't remember now. This this, this is the problem. I've not had the internet for so long. Um, my knowledge of things that have happened is based on just hearsay, basically. Now, um, but it's 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 absolutely because I mean I've seen the other the other side of embargoes as well. I used to work at um, I used to work for Game years ago, and there was a few times where we'd suddenly get an email or a phone call going. Woolworths has broken date on blah quickly, quickly, quickly. Just get them out, uh, and all of a sudden we'd be flinging copies of games out all over the place. De- definitely, you know, sometimes ten minutes before we shut, uh, mm. just because it had to be done that day. Um, it's it funny you brought YouTubers up. It's interesting. It's been it happened a few times recently, and I never thought I'd see it. Where Total Biscuit has been cited as this paragon of how you should behave. Uh, if you're a games journalist on the internet, because in fairness to him, he does. I think he's not unafraid, at least, to get in trouble with publishers and with with people, because especially particularly bad games, he'll go into great depth as to why you shouldn't buy them. Um, and obviously, he he struggles with things like it's very easy for you to have a video taken down off YouTube um, or kind of hijacked so that you don't make the any ad revenue on it anymore. Um, and I know he's really struggled with it with a, with a few different people, and he's quite happily to call. He's quite happy to call out uh, people like EA when they did that um, uh, Dungeon Keeper reboot and the the free to play one, which was full of microtransactions. And I think he got himself in some shit there. Um, but the interesting thing with Total Biscuits, I think he knows that people come to his channel daily for his content. It doesn't matter necessarily what the game is. Um, he's got a million subscribers out there or whatever who come to him directly for, I want to see what Total Biscuit is doing today. Same as, I don't want to say, in the Yogscast. And I completely understand from a business point of view why the Yogscast have been doing what they've done this week uh, in terms of offering uh, developers revenue cuts and things like that. Um, But that's really, really insidious shit that... (sighs) But is it? 
Now, now, I, think, now I think about it. Um, hey, give us give us a cut of the revenue, and we will show us playing your game. Uh, I suppose that's assuming that I don't know because you it's you're just, it's it's just that I think sometimes this this some aspects of this industry are so misguided mm. and 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 so on like they, they, they I mean they're so scared all the time like scared of upsetting the fucking publisher Jesus Christ do you know what I mean and I think it all stems from the top it all stems from the top. And the only yeah. way the the little guys down the bottom that are starting up their blogging website or you know their YouTube channel or whatever are going to act any different is if the top guys step up and they say, do you know what, video games journalism or writing, however you want to describe it, it's an industry mm. and it needs to be protected. And yeah. until you know um, these these uh, editors get together and say, okay, together we need to we need to. St- stand up to these companies a little bit more and we don't next time they they send an uh a, an embargo saying you can't review it until the, the the day it comes out we need to step up and say you know what that's bullshit it shouldn't shouldn't be allowed what was the game that came out recently uh was it i think it was wolfenstein there was a game that came out recently where the game was out in america for a week before anyone in england could legally talk about it and you just kind of think, <laughs> what is going on? Like, what, how has anyone let that happen? Yeah. It's yeah. just, honestly. Uh, yeah, so that's... So, you know, although my anger is at publishers for enforcing these, I think there's a way to fight back about it. And I think the the major gaming websites let us down when they don't collect, collectively get together and, and actively try and fight these things. Yeah, um, maybe they maybe they are. Maybe I'm completely out of the loop, and maybe there is something like this uh, that's not known to the public or whatever. And if this the, if that's the case, uh, you know, I'm, I apologise, but I don't think there is because I think we'd know about it. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, I I hesitate to bring them up because I don't want this to be the bloody midnight resistance sister podcast. But um, I I know that that's kind of a lot of that kind of idea of not kowtow into publishers is what kind of they built their site on and there, there it is proof that i mean as andy mentioned in in his episode of this um that that site you know the the they've, they've developed a fair amount of success and a good following um through good writing and being entertaining rather than sticking to embargoes and desperately chasing the review of the new game and stuff like that and actually funnily enough rock paper shotgun i mean all right they were all Big names, you know, Kieran Gill and John Walker back in the all ex PC gamer guys. But you're a uh, rock paper shotgun used to be this place where you didn't really go for traditional news and reviews. You'd go there for things like uh, Quentin Smith's Minecraft diaries that he wrote, or the massive, uh, like multi-part game diaries that they'd write on on things like Solomon Fern and, and Neptune's Pride, or Kieran Gillen's Blood Bowl League diaries. And these would be thousands and thousands and thousands of words. And that was the stuff that that did the websites good. And if they if they were interested in a game, they'd cover it and talk about it. Or certainly that's how it seemed to me as a, as a reader but then over the years i've watched more ads creep onto it and i've watched it become just the pc gaming bit of Eurogamer. it feels like now and i kind of mourn it because 
it, it's a little bit sad, especially when I mean, like, because I mean, Eurogamer now have I think it's every Sunday they tend to release like some absolute quality writing, like retrospectives or long read stuff. Um, there was a fantastic one about uh, Holocaust survivors recently, um, and they're brilliant bits of writing, and I think that's what people come to sites for or certainly that's what they stay for but then that's not what they're after here is it that when we're talking this we're talking people we're talking they want those clicks from people who are going to google and typing in wolfenstein review and just hitting whatever's top um and yeah no i i, I agree with you i think if they all stood up together and may, may, maybe this would be change that took a long time to affect but i mean certainly if they don't do it things aren't if, gonna if, get if any one better or two off. websites if one or two websites do it it won't work no. If 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 all of them do it, then then you've got a fight in your hands. Yep. Then then you don't have to bend over and sign anything that these uh these publishers uh, uh put in front of you because they need you, like um and and they need to realise that yeah a little bit more and, and um, yeah as I say certainly if it's left alone, PR aren't going to go actually no do you know what we're going to stop doing embargoes now we're uh we're we're fine with you just reviewing it whenever um. Just, just say what you like as well. Take as many screenshots as you like. Uh, we don't really care if it's buggy. I think, like, back in the day, as as people say, that are about our age, um, developers as well would be like, you know, the Bitmap Brothers or Ocean, and there'd be, like, ten guys. Didn't really know what they were doing. Didn't know how PR worked. Um, and they'd just be like, yeah, there's a disc with some, with some code on. Go on, play that. Um, whereas now... Um, you're dealing with you know massive publicly traded companies here that you know base stock reports on on the success of their games, um, and it was interesting actually. Someone made the point. I don't know. You, you're not a comics man, are you? Not really. No. No. Uh, there's been the news this week that Thor is going to become a woman and Captain America is going to become black, and people have gone. Isn't it? If if comics can be, be more progressive that way, uh, why can video games not be? And I kind of thought, well, comics are. An issue of a comic doesn't take two years and millions of dollars to to complete and, and ship and say it doesn't rely Marvel. I mean, well, maybe Marvel with, with Thor and with Captain America are relying on them because they are big titles from. But and also, you know, comics. It's so easy for them to erase things that have happened in the past. Uh, whereas video games are very much monoliths that kind of say, "Hey, look, here's what we achieved this time," um, and it can't. It's not so easily changed and. You know, I mean, it's, it's things like THQ obviously went under a few years ago. And if you told 16, 20-year-old me that THQ were going to, would one day, or even 20, however old I was just before they went under, um, that they would one day cease to exist, I would not believe you. Um, so I, I get it, but it is a bit insidious. And it's not in the name of journalism, is it? It's not. What? It's it's not what journalism properly what what I understand journalism to be anyway. How do how do you, I, 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 you lost me there? <laughs> um, how do you mean in, in in terms of what? Well, as I say, like I can I understand why publishers and developers try you know, um, could go out and say right and try and embargo things because again you know I mean I as, as I've mentioned before on this I work for a fairly big company yeah yeah um that that does you know PR and things like that especially when we've not been great um so I can understand why they do it um but the way the sites respond to those requests isn't to me what journalism is you know journalism is supposed to be 
reporting facts and, and going no, out. No, no, but it's 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 what our industry is. It's what a business does. Like it protects its its business, and it to some extent it has it has to protect its readership as well. It it needs to have no, some yeah. sort of integrity. And and I'm not saying again. I'm not saying that they haven't got that. They, they are, what I'm saying, and and I'm certainly not saying that there should should be no embargoes because yeah. when I originally put embargoes down, I was like, well, no, that's such a bullshit. Like, of course you need embar- embargoes. They they serve a purpose. Mm. Um, then they're not exclusive to video the video games industry. No, you know, there's not. a reason why they're there. But 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 when they start saying, right, okay, you can't review this until the game's out, that's when you go, okay, you don't want us to put our review of your product up before the game is uh, the game is released. That 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 harms our our integrity. Mm. That means that we're we're not willing to tell our audience if your product's worth buying until it's officially like available to buy that's that's not what you should be doing like, things should be reviewed uh you know essentially not every review is a buyer's guide but yep. every every review should be seen as an opinion not on a video game and mm-hmm. and an idea of, of of what the game is like and how it plays um and to feel that we're not getting that before the products out is just it, it feels wrong to me and it should feel wrong to them yeah. and 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 that's the sort of thing where you should be clapping down i don't want if there was this collective collective of websites i don't want them turning around and saying yeah well we want to play the game you know we want you to send us an xbox every time you send us a game so we you know let's yeah. not be silly but there are basic fundamental issues with certain embargoes and certain things that publishers do to to force the way that their game is covered um that i that i think is is fundamentally wrong and i think the only ones that have the power to stop that are the major gaming websites Mm -hmm. and i think they know that and uh, you know i would love to see them do more to fight back yeah but then because i was just thinking as well in that case would they just start withholding all sort of press copies of the game and whatnot. But then I was just yeah, thinking, I mean, I, I know there are magazines, websites out there who before now have just gone, not not saying anything about the game, just saying we've not been sent code and kind yeah. of left it heavily implying there is usually a reason why we aren't sent code. Um, and that seems and that seems like a, a fairly dignified way of dealing with it. Um, I know there's a lot of sites that tend to, because I know PC code tends to be a little bit late because it's usually fucking hack together um but yeah quite often things like pc gamer will just put up a post going hey we've not been sent anything yet not saying it's going to be rubbish but (laughs) but that 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 to me seems like a plaster over a hole that Mm. that that seems to me that oh there's a problem here look and then we're highlighting it to you and now what you need to do is fix the hole (laughs) do you know what i mean you need to fix the problem not just just say oh look there's a problem over here you know fucking fix it and then and and then come back to us you know if 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 publishers decide to withhold their um their press copies then if that's what they do that's what they do they don't get the coverage that that they're supposed to be getting or that they want um uh pre-orders suffer and then games yeah no you're right yeah yeah it's bullshit Okay, um, do you know what? I think you've made a fair... Okay, well, here's, here's the thing. Okay, so what, what level do you think the, a big site starts? Uh, what level do you think uh, Do I think a big site starts? Because um, bear in mind, if you get rid of all this, everybody else moves up a few levels of magnitude. Well, that's a very good point, actually. Um, if we get rid of big sites, there will be 
other big sites stepping up and mm. they could be potentially worse. Uh, I, I, I understand that. Um, what do I define as a big site? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I, cause I was thinking about this when I was writing the names down and I, you know, I got stuck. I thought Kotaku, do they really, are they really included? I'm not sure they are. Um, but you've got like GameSpot. Who there's so many people at GameSpot that I love, and mm. you're a gamer that I love. Yeah, yeah. That, that it, I'd feel terrible for putting them out of a job, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, uh, maybe I've maybe I've word. Maybe my wording is the sword that I'm about to fall on. <laughs> uh, with maybe not big sites, it should have just been the the head editors or something. I don't this, know. This show is nothing if based around technicalities. Um, I might have fucked it. Well, your choice. Do you want it to go in or not? It's not my choice, is it? You're the well, boss. Well, okay. Oh, I'm giving you a chance to withdraw, essentially. <laughs> I wish my wife... <laughs> um, no, I'm not. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, uh, no? No? <laughs> no, let's fuck it. Put them in. All right, fuck it. They're going. It's gone. Uh, and now Andy Hamilton and Sean Bell are kings of video game journalism. So, Sorry, Danny Edouard. Deal with that, everybody else. Um, okay, cool. What's number two? Number two is this little man we all, we all know and love. Uh, when we think video games, we think about this hip dude. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 you know, he, he, he uh, talks directly to... He understands us as gamers, I feel. Um, so I don't know why I'm putting him in. Um, <laughs> his name is... <laughs> he is 51 year old Major Nelson um, <laughs> who I, I want to put into room 101 and uh, as I said at the start I don't really have a lot of anger and I don't really I try not to dislike certain people but this guy is just I don't know what is going like it was as if here's how I expect like how I think Major Nelson come about there's a bunch of guys in a room, like boardroom, all suited up, sitting down, nice air-conditioned office, looking at each other, going, right, we need someone to relate to these. We, we don't get these people that are buying our products. We don't understand them. We need someone to talk to them, to try and be their friend. Do you know what I mean? Like, he reminds me of a cop that works in a big drug traffic, like, <laughs> suburb, like... And he's he's like, no, they love me round here. Like, no, no, there's oh, look, there's Gary. He's a coke dealer, but you know, if as long as he keeps it outside, I don't mind. You know, <laughs> and, and, they do that. and everyone in the force thinks the bloke's a wanker, and then the, all the guys on the street think he's a wanker, but he has no idea. <laughs> like, he there's certain things that sum him up for me. I think one of the things is uh, the unboxing video that he did for the Xbox One. Um, it, mm. it was as if a bunch of Microsoft executives went, what are these kids doing now? They're opening up boxes and getting millions of views on YouTube. They're just putting products out and, and, and not understanding why people... I love unboxing videos. I'm yeah. not afraid to say it. I like sitting there. If I buy a new product, go on to the unboxing video, and what's exciting about it is someone opening the package, explaining what's in it, you know, taking the cellophane off and having a look, and, like, 
and being like really excited about like it's the it's the natural element of an unboxing video that i like when someone goes man this feels really nice you know mm, i yeah. really like the feel the texture and all you know it gets you excited right and then they just went okay, get major nelson on the phone major listen <laughs> here's what we gotta do we gotta create one of these unboxing videos i don't know what they just get our fucking products and open it up and just take things out just say what's in it and that's exactly what he did and it was just it was it was trying to replicate something that some so many people like, but not understanding why people like it. He was just putting it out and going, "Oh, here's the connector." It's just put. He was slinging shit everywhere. <laughs> he he went through each and every port with like it's just, I, it just. It, but the mind blew when I saw that video, and it it completely summed him up. Um, so there was that. There was the time where he met met uh, you know Francis on YouTube, the the big fat American guy. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, um, uh, he Major Nelson went to his house, right. and instead of just going, "Hey Francis, tell me what games you're playing," or or just chatting to him normally, and you know, never like he still kept up his Major Nelson PR. You know, mm. uh, hey, listen, Francis, tell me what you like about the new Xbox One system from Microsoft. You know, it was just it's that's not how people talk. That's yeah. not how people talk. And when, as a consumer, I want someone that that is either two things, right? Honest about being a business fan. Nintendo are brilliant. Uh, with yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Nintendo Direct are, are just incredible, right? Reggie was brilliant. You know, th there was no falseness with it. It's there's no. I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. I understand you. I get you. Mm. It was just these are the products we're bringing out. We think you'll like them, right? That is a great attitude to have. It's not. You know, I wouldn't want every company to have that attitude. For Nintendo, it fit perfectly. Yeah. With Sony, when the PS4 was coming out, and they've had problems in the past, don't get me wrong, when the PS4 were coming out, they seemed genuinely excited about their products. Genuinely, like, buzzing. I said there was this great moment at E3 when they were saying the price of the product, and he stumbled before he said it. Mm. Now, he didn't do that because he misread it or anything like that. The guy was bursting to get that price out there because he knew the crowd would go wild it's exciting to see um let's take another company outside of video games apple the mm. way they present their products is whether you like apple or not whatever okay you may hate them the way they present their products is incredible again it stems from excitement and it they're not trying to be your friend they're trying to say this is the product our team have built and here's us pre presenting to you Major Nelson tries to be your mate. He tries to constantly tell you that he's he's um he's he plays video games. He wears funky shirts. He he um he lies through his teeth and then when gets called on it isn't natural about it. The the famous angry Joe video where he confronted him about uh, the DRM problem yeah. and he started going no the DRM stuff is built into the DNA without the DRM stuff the Xbox one won't exist a few weeks later they take away the DRM stuff yeah. right so you also connect actually yeah that's when Major Nelson needs to do one or two things fucking resign because he's been sold down the river <laughs> and made look stupid in front of a lot of people or turn around and say listen guys that's what I was told that's all the information I was told be honest with us mm. do you know what I mean instead of just Ignoring it like it didn't happen, and then I don't know, man. It's just there's there's a falseness about the character Major Nelson. The the guy that plays him might be fine. He might be a nice bloke in real life. Yeah. I don't know why he's 
like I don't why it takes I don't know why he puts up with that much shit from Microsoft. Mm-hmm. You know, being forced to say shit constantly that's constantly wrong and, and lying. Mm-hmm. Um, but the concept of Major Nelson is is flawed because. Um, I know it sounds bad to say the guy is an older dude, right? And he dresses like a young guy. That's mm. a bit weird. It's, it, it wouldn't be weird if it was just a normal older guy walking the streets, but it's weird because he's a representative of that company that's trying to talk directly to con- to the consumer. Yeah. That, that's the weird bit. Um, he constantly, like the way he acts is constantly like he doesn't get why people like certain things that he's doing. He doesn't understand why people stand by and wait for everything he says. Like, he doesn't get that. So he'll just come out with some random, oh, you know what I should do? I should Trump. find his latest fucking tweet because I bet it's I bet it's just annoy- It's going to annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> While you're looking for that, I will say that everything you've described there, I think, is in- is kind of indicative of a problem that Microsoft have Across the board, like, I remember watching, uh, I didn't stay up for any of the conferences, well, I didn't have the internet for any of the conferences this year, but last year, I remember watching it, and every single person that presented for Microsoft was a middle-aged man in jeans and a t-shirt and a blazer, um, and kind of talking about all the all the compelling interactive worlds that they've created, like, like that's how, you know, again, when, when you listen to, when you listen to podcasts, that's no, you know, it's it's not. You, you don't listen to Chet and John going, "Oh yeah, it was." Um, the mechanics are really are really shit, and like it's it feels terrible to play. But there's a, it's a really compelling interactive experience that that, that has wowed me as a consumer. Uh, that's not how people speak. Just get. I always think with something like that, just get one of your developers or like like get get one of the the main guy hardware guys from from Xbox. Get him media trained. And just get him on the stage, going, "Look at all this cool shit." So, like in in Dead Rising, like if the video was just a guy who fucking loved the new Dead Rising, going, "Look, look what you can do! You can shoot all the zombies, and 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 look how much fun it is." You go, "Yes, I can see me doing that," rather than watching your dad in one of your shirts, going, "Hey, kids." Look what look what's going to be out soon. Look look what exciting experiences you can have on your Microsoft trademark box, uh, Xbox One. It's just it's it is they, they had they had two amazing people. They had the inside Xbox boys. Mm. They could have used them to say, okay, we want the, the people. People, our fans seem to like those guys. Let's let's use them as the point of contact between you know the, the us and the consumers. Because it would have worked. It would have fucking worked. Here's his latest tweets. It's a beautiful day here for... <laughs> it's a beautiful day for hashtag FIFA 15 fan fest here in <laughs> Seattle. Uh, the one below is games, celebrities, appearances, and more await at Comic-Con attendees at the Xbox, Xbox Lounge. Like, what is that? What is that? You're talking like a fucking... Like, like a spam bot. That's what you're talking like. You're talking like a, a gener- generated system, you know, that's yeah, peddling yeah, yeah. out like a fake account. Mm. Talk like a normal person. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm I'm here in Seattle. Like, he's posted a picture. Hey, I'm here in Seattle, like, checking out the new FIFA 15. Yeah. That would have been fine. But yeah. he's not saying that. It's just, it's so misguided. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And for a man to just, just 
put up with that. Do you know what I mean? I wish he'd turn around to like and, and just say, "Do you know what? Fuck this. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna talk to you like a normal person for a second. Yeah. You know, um, I don't I don't know. I did. It, it's hard to describe the 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 thin line because everything I'm saying here could be said about Nintendo. You know, the the way they talk to their consumers is very direct and very mm. very um uh literal and 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 not casual in the slightest. But it's not played out to mm. be anything other than that. Whereas it feels Major genuine with Nintendo. It, it feels like it's a g- genuine business. We're a genuine business that's making the games that we think you're like, here's yep. our products. Yep. Not like is Shigeru Miyamoto is off his nut. Don't get me wrong. Like yep. when he comes out, like <laughs> when he comes out in a fucking Zelda hat and stuff like that. <laughs> but, but, but I think he's pushed it so far that it's quite endearing. Yeah. Like he does look like a child in a man's body. Uh, whereas this guy, this guy looks like a businessman in in a, in child's clothing. <laughs> that's the way. That's the, that's the way I put it. Yeah. No. He he, he yeah. delivers he delivers everything with kind of all the the grace and and sort of uh, what's the word I'm after. Well, it's almost like a CEO of a company telling all his other, all his employees that they're being made redundant, and then it's just, Brent. yeah, describing Brent. it as an exciting opportunity for for growth and development. For yeah, a... that was fucked up. Don't don't get me started on that. But like, it's the, it's the David Brent thing. I'm your boss, and also your mate. No, you can't be both. Yeah. Either my mate or my boss. You can't be both. Yeah, like it doesn't work like that. It, it never worked. It's never worked like that because eventually you might have to fire me. So you can't be my mate. Like it's, that's that's it at the end of the day. Yeah. And, um, and, and and if that yeah, if that relationship ever does happen, it's going to be it's you, you can't default that. You know what I mean? Like that that has to grow on its own. No. And, it, yeah, and and the thing is, when it comes to the the middleman between um, uh, developers, publishers, um, and consumers, you've either got to be uh, you've either got to be on the side of the consumers reporting back to a company like Microsoft mm. or you've got to be a Microsoft mouth mouthpiece yeah. one of the two you can't be on the side of consumers and also a mouthpiece for Microsoft it doesn't work mm. that job does not work it's like it's, it's just it just angers people but then does it I don't know maybe people like him I don't know I, I, I think he just he rubs me up the wrong way I think he's done quite well as being an, almost an endearing running joke now Maybe I I I wouldn't agree. <laughs> you know, well, you know what I mean. He's he's, 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 effect, he's effectively Alan Partridge, isn't he? Um, and he gets wheeled out. Here he comes. Here comes Major Nelson. Time to you know. Here comes Major Nelson to say something ill-advised again. Here's um, a, here's the guy that looks past the lens. Or whatever words are written behind it, you know, it's it's that sort of dead-eyed look of. I'm actually reading something. I'm reading something, and I've got no idea what it means. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know what that, I think that means. What's a zombie? Didn't didn't Ralph Lawrence do stuff for Inside uh, Inside Xbox? He did, yeah, but I, I didn't. I don't think Ralph Lawrence would be the right man. No, he's too opinionated. Like, yeah, sorry, that, that was just me thinking out loud. Um, but no, I, I I know what you mean. Again, you need some guys. Who you just need people, people that people can relate to, and that have that, that can actually present to a group of people or in front of a camera. Yeah, here's what we like about this game: is this is this one like uh, and uh, someone doing an unboxing video that isn't going to act as if it's 
Like, like, oh, the idea is just taking something out of a box, isn't it? That's what you do. That's an unboxing video. No, it isn't. No one would watch it if that was the case. But yeah, that, fuck, just take it out of the box. Done. That, it's out of the box. What do you want? Fuck that's, off. That said, they probably shouldn't get. Who was that guy who I, I can only vaguely remember it? It was, was it one of the, the videos for the introduction of the, the 360? And it was this really aggressive, bald American guy. He's just like, so what you going to do now? He's like, well, you're going to press the button and you're going to download games. What, straight on your Xbox? Straight on your Xbox, you're going to download them games. I believe um, he was called the Dark Master, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and uh, he loved his voice masks more than anything, that guy. Of fucking course, he was called the Dark Master. Yeah, I think that was the Dark Master or something like that. He's, yeah, that was, um, that was an annoying promo video. Yeah, I'll link that in the show notes because uh, it's absolutely fucking spectacular. One as a kind of what was considered the future back, what, 10 years ago now. Uh, and also just to watch this man really aggressively selling a product while another man doesn't look too nonplussed about the whole thing that's going on. Brilliant. Um, Major, right, so but the point is, do we want to get rid of him? I mean, is he doing... Yeah, any, he's gaining, Chris. Is he doing any harm? Uh, yeah, other, he is. Other yeah. than to your blood pressure? Yeah, no, just, I've got a wall that is covered <laughs> in blood and it's dented where I continuously punch it. Every time a new one of his tweets comes out saying, hey guys, just checking out the new hashtag Fable series. What a hoot. Is that real? No, it's not. I just... oh. you, if <laughs> I you slide to me and said yes, he was going in immediately. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I can. Because I think he's too endearing for most people. I think most people are like, oh, here he comes. Here's I, I like, I'd like you to point out those most people next time we meet up. And I, I'd like you to find five people that goes, you know what, like, I really like him. <laughs> actually, I, actually, he really speaks to me. He's, All right. he's basically a representative for us, isn't he? Come All right, on, guys. Are you going to be around at, uh, at EGX? I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll let you know if I see you. We'll we'll, we'll try and track yeah, them down. If you are. We'll do it. And then if I can't do it, then we will retroactively put Major Nelson in the recycle bin. We all could have there, wasn't it? If he's at the <laughs> organizers, I I major at the uh, the UK gaming podcast meet. Yeah, that'd be uh, well unusual if nothing else. Yep. Uh, all right. Cool. Um, and well, sorry, just one for one thing, and this is going to be a really nice segue actually, and it's going to be dead seamless and people are never going to know uh just just reading major nelson's wikipedia page it says here that he has uh claustrophobia and coolrophobia coolrophobia is the fear of clowns um oh, and speaking yeah, of fears david yeah what's your number three um spiders i don't know it's <laughs> nice actually shit i should have put spiders in video games fuck them i hate spiders Oh, oh! They're they're as scared of you as they are of them. I've never seen a spider run to a kitchen try and grab a rolled up like <laughs> something or jump in the air and go, oh fucking hell, get it, kill it. I leave it uh, when it sees me. It's running back at me. Um, here's a fun. It's not. Uh, the other day, what day was it? Uh, Wednesday. I had on two separate occasions in the day a spider fall onto my face. You, that's don't tell me that. <laughs> Why are you one, telling me that? One of them fell out of the aircon in work. Yeah, okay. So I'll be honest that. with you, I was displeased about that one. Um, I, um, I, I've, there's, I think there's only one thing in this world that I don't have a sense of humour about, and one of them, and that's spiders. Really? Someone comes up to me and goes, oh, spider, I will smash him, smash him in the face <laughs> as hard as I can. I've done it before, I will do it again. <laughs> like, I, I do not have a sense of humour about those fucking things at all. Uh, yeah, sorry. 
right. Um, yeah, anyway. no, my number three is um, The Fear of the Popular, is what okay. I've put down. Um, I and don't know what you mean, but explain. This is basically this weird trend that seems to have started. Well, it was on forums, but it, it, it's blown up on Twitter. Um, where people fear the popular, they don't understand it, so they get angry of it, uh, angry at it, and and try and make it very clear to everyone around them that they hate whatever is popular at the moment. For example, um, let's take Angry Birds as my first example. Okay. When that first that game first come out, iOS gaming wasn't a thing. No. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah, yeah. a major thing. People had iPhones, but they very u- rarely used them for video games. Mm. Angry Birds come out. I downloaded it, and I loved it. thought it was brilliant. Kept playing it, trying to get the free stars, loved it, everything. Mm. When I heard people... I'm putting myself in this category as well, because I, you know, at, up until recently, I was exactly like this. Um, so when people would come up to me and say, have you played Angry Birds? I'd get that weird feeling that you would get when you were a kid and someone mentioned a video game on television do you remember those moments where or you'd see a glimpse of like if you were you were watching eastenders and someone was playing a a sega saturn or something you're like mm. i know what that is oh my god there's been a sega saturn on eastenders this is huge yeah it was like such a big thing and and when i was getting like uncles and stuff going i've started playing this angry birds mm. i thought wow you're playing it. oh my god this is amazing it's broken through then there was a barrier where fucking everyone was playing it, right? Yep. Every kid was playing it. There was plushies coming out. There was like act, like activity books. There was all sorts of shit coming out. And then there was this massive fuck Angry Birds. <laughs> fuck Angry Birds. Fuck the developers. Fuck everything. Fuck mm. that. Who's playing that with fucking dickheads playing Angry Birds? Like, it, it simply because it was massive. Yeah. That, that's yeah, yeah, all yeah. it was. The game hadn't changed. The game was the same game that everyone was raving about when it first hit the scene. Yeah. But now it's shit and everyone that likes it's a prick. What <laughs> what, what why is that? Yeah, I don't yeah, understand yeah. what what that and the only thing that I can think it is it's fear of the popular. They don't like their sacred thing which is in this case video gaming suddenly being taken up by people that they they don't like. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. taken up by by um uh you know business people on trains or you know someone's nan or something like that mm. you know it, all of a sudden this exclusive club is not so exclusive anymore i think people don't like a certain pe- type of person doesn't like that and i would say i was definitely in that group when when angry birds got big i was like fuck them you know mm. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh everywhere you look now angry birds <laughs> who cares who really cares isn't it good that people playing video games isn't that the whole point do you remember the time where video games were seen for just sad lonely people yeah like when you used to tell people you like games they thought you're a massive nerd people don't do that anymore because of games like angry birds yeah the other one the other example call of duty yeah a new call of duty um uh, game gets announced the internet explodes for no like saying the dumbest shit you will ever (laughs) read they should take a year off why well why Mm. they're making some oh it's coming to an end now people are getting bored of it still sells millions every year sells millions of Mm. copies every year people fucking love it but people don't like it because it's popular it's massive you know if someone come up to you and said oh I just play Call of Duty you suddenly have a image of that person in your mind which is 
99% based on bullshit. Yep. Like on nothing other than your fear of the popular, the fear of something that people really like. Like, like not, sorry, not a fear of something that people really like, a fear of something a lot of people like. Mm. The, and then, and then underneath this fear bubbles, um, uh, anger and snobbiness and elitism. And yeah. then that's the shit that I really hate, you know, that, cause that's, that's where it all stems from. It's like, oh, you like that game? You know, I, I remember there was a time where you, if someone come along to me and said, I played a game, like no matter what it was, I'd be excited that that person played a game. And yeah. now it just seems like when someone comes along and says, I played a game, oh, what game do you play? Call of Duty, you instantly think, prick. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's, it all stems from that fear. And then fear, as we all know, um, generates hate and, and yeah. uh, elitism, pomposity. The lot is just yeah. horrible. I don't uh, know if you realise this, Dave, because I know the sort of guy you are, but you very nearly accidentally quoted Star Wars then. Um, Did I? Yeah, yeah. How? Um, it's the line from Yoda: "Fear leads to hate, hate leads to anger, anger leads to the dark side of the Force." Um, that might not be exactly Wasn't that right. A Nelson Mandela quote, actually. I think if you're going <laughs> well, that, he's on the front page of Google today. Let me have a look. <laughs> he is. Yeah, no, I read that quote today and I, I cried. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, but, but all I'm saying is that I remember a time when gaming was in- inclusive. And I think the fear of the popular has taken an inclusive hobby and um, a certain corner of the people that appreciate video games have gone very exclusive with it, yeah. very put, put, put their barriers up and said, okay, there's this, them and us within fans of video games. That's bullshit. It doesn't need to be like that. There's there's plenty of other mediums and copies that have that shit. There's plenty of other, you know, sports or, you know, clubs. You know, it, mm. it, there's no need for it in video games at all. Because if you don't like... I tell you what, if you don't like... Um, uh, I'm not saying that these games like Call of Duty and Angry Birds are immune from criticism. Oh, if no. you don't like them, fine, let's talk about it, right? But but it's the whole fuck Call of Duty stuff that, that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Oh, take a year off. Oh, it's the same game every year. It's not. It's not the same game every year. That's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing to say. People say that about FIFA. Like, it makes no sense. Oh, just different kits. No, but, but it's not. Like, I wish they could go to see how these games are developed and look the guys that bust their ass to get these games out every year, look them in the eye and go, you're doing no work this year. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing that always bugs me as well with FIFA when people go, oh, why couldn't they just release a player patch? Um, I'd imagine if you asked, if you asked like 90% of FIFA players, hey, what do you want? And they go, right, new graphics, new kits. And all the you know, they, they, and they after players, to, yeah, they, they, they want they want. There's things that they don't like about the current game that they want, yeah, yeah. improved on. Mm. You know what I mean? It's as simple as, as simple as that. Yeah. They, they they want the best possible football game they can get, and mm. if it's not being updated from from a technical level within like two years, people are not going to play it. Like mm. they bring out a game because it sells a lot, and I like people say, well, it's a con. I get more playtime out of a single copy of FIFA than I get out of half of the games I buy that year. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, why are you moaning about that? If you really don't want to, if you really don't like that yearly update thing or that yearly new FIFA or new COD, don't buy the new one. It's fine. No one cares if you don't buy it. Like, yeah. whatever. But, but to turn around and say it's bullshit and it's shit or whatever, it's just wrong. It's wrong. 
I will say though, actually, there is one game I can think of that I think. Well, okay, two things. I can I, probably worth mentioning Dark Souls when Dark Souls Two came out, and obviously the the push behind that. I mean, maybe it's just the circles I hang around, but it felt like Dark Souls Two was was massive on its on the way up to its release. Um, and again, before its release, there's quite a few people always just like, oh, well, quite a lot of people like this now, so I've decided it's going to be shit. Um, not going to be the same as the first one. The magic's gone. It's not. It's not just me and my one friend who talk about it now. Now, like I've heard ten people mention it today. That means it's rubbish now. Um, but you know, I think the game that is fighting back on that, and I will admit to being guilty of this myself, is Titanfall. Well, right. Bye. Right. Okay. So Titanfall was at Eurogamer uh, 2013, right? And I went, "Oh, it's published by EA, and it's by the guys who made Call of Duty." Yeah, well, interested in that. <laughs> um, and then, and just like didn't even think about it. Like I remember watching the um, the uh, uh, the oh come on brain the reveal at, um, at E3 and going, oh yeah, but it, the, that's just a video. It won't be that good. And there was loads of articles actually when Titanfall came out all kind of going, hey, it's it's all right to like Titanfall. It's actually really good. Like there, there were articles kind of going, you don't have to feel guilty about liking Titanfall just because it's popular. If you um, feel guilty about li- liking a game, fuck off and do something else with your life. <laughs> what, what, what a fucking stupid thing to think. I feel guilty about liking this game. What? What? Yeah. Unless that game is like like uh, one of those weird <laughs> anime ones that that's absolutely fucking disgusting. Yeah, no, you should feel <laughs> guilty about that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you should probably feel guilty about liking that one. But but, but but a game like Titanfall, you feel guilty about liking that? Fuck off! Like honestly, what yeah. what, what weird weird way to think? Yeah. <laughs> Who thinks like that? What the fuck? What is the matter with people, Chris? <laughs> I don't know. But like I mean I've I've not met anybody who's had I mean, I know you've got little criticisms with Titanfall about kind of wishing there was a little bit more customization and stuff like that in there. Yeah, yeah. But I've not met anyone who hasn't gone it's a fucking exciting, wonderful game. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I play it all the time. I love mm. Titanfall. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Whether if- it's worth the money or not, I don't know. I well, I, I know it's worth the money. Yeah, I, you know, I'm a bit conflicted with things like map packs and stuff like that. But, but um, uh, as a game, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's undeniably incredible. Yeah, it was uh, the first thing I did actually when I got my internet connection back up. Within about an hour or so of being back online, I was playing Titanfall. Uh, a round of a trish. Yes, that, mate. Because what a fucking that's wonderful game it is. But yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that for a long time people were like, uh, "I'm not really bothered about it. Don't really care." It's the Call of Duty guys in EA. Nah, nah, I'm too cool for that. And I say, and I'll include myself in that to an extent. I mean, I was never vocal about it, but I probably thought a little bit like that. Um, and then I don't think I got a chance to play the beta, but like, obviously, word got around then on the beta that, hang on, this is really fucking good. Um, and it is, it does seem, maybe not guilty, but it does seem the first game in a long time that it has been absolutely, um, that it's, it, it's cool to like it, even though everybody does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh yeah, but how long is that gonna last until what the second one comes yeah, out? That's true, when Title Fall Two comes out. Oh, this is bullshit actually now. Like I don't yeah. I don't uh, you know, uh it's it's hard to I mean you saw the backlash and on the GTAs whenever they come out, there's always that backlash mm-hmm. afterwards. But then I suppose Red Dead Redemption, most people love that. Uh it's weird. As I was saying, it's not about liking a game or not. It's not about hey, you know, um, I've played GTA five and I didn't like it. That's fine. Yeah. You know, if you don't like it, it's the, 
uh, Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty being announced. Fuck Call of Duty. Yeah. What, oh, what, you why like are you this, saying you're that? You're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, why, why are you why are you expressing that you don't like the series when the next one's being announced? Makes no sense. Yeah, if you've got no interest yeah. in that series, that like, I don't get. I don't get it. How can you judge a game like when it's six months away? Like, I don't understand. Ah, it's weird. It's just. It's just bizarre. Um, but then again, you know, if you know World of Warcraft, I've ragged on that for a long time. <laughs> so I, w- I think we're all guilty of it to some extent. I yeah. mean, I was certainly guilty of it when everyone was banging on about Dark Souls, and th- that put me off playing it more than anything else. Ridiculous, mm. pathetic. Do you know what I mean? It's pathetic way they do it. So we're all guilty of it. But I think if we rid the feeling, I think the world would be a much, much better place. Yeah. If we completely got rid of this fear of the popular, I think. I think everything would be much better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, not it's, just video games. Funnily enough, actually, uh, Destiny, as we were saying before, um, part of the reason that I want to like it is because I know in... When's it coming out? September, October, something like that? Everybody is going to be playing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's a part of me that goes, I sort of need to like this. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to be a bit lonely when it comes to gaming for a little while. Because, um, you know... I can only play so much Monster Hunter. Actually, fuck it, I could play fucking 100 more hours of Monster Hunter. That's no problem. But you, you see my point. Is it just you feel like, left out, don't you? Like, yeah, oh, I if think I don't all, like this, like yeah, you, you, you just sit there and watch on Twitter or whatever WhatsApp groups you're a part of, people going, hey, who wants to jump on this now? Yeah, definitely me, definitely me. And like again, after having spent three months watching all my friends go, hey, let's all go and play Mario Kart online. And me going, I'm just going to read a book, guys. Don't worry about me. read a lot of books recently. It's fine. I've uh, got Sonic Transform, so you know I'll just play that, guys. Come on, <laughs> that's, it's it's a good game. It's a good game. It's a very good game. Yeah, um, but still, when everyone's playing Mario Kart, you do feel a bit left out. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, well, yeah, no. I think you've made a good argument for a good point. So, uh, yeah, fuck it. It's going in. Well done. Those are aloft. Um, we got rid of that, so everyone has to be unrelentingly positive about everything from now on. Um, <laughs> that's not what it means, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. And speaking of positivity, fucking, I'm nailing these segues tonight. Um, what is the thing that you love? This will be interesting, actually, because you've not told me what this is. So uh, I'm, I'm not told you because I didn't think about it. But then today I thought about it and I thought, well, of course, right? This is I don't know. I don't think it's been mentioned before. Right. Um, if it has, you could shoot me down and we'll redo <laughs> it. Um, and this is more my remit. Right? I love being positive about things. So. Um, ignore everything I've said tonight because right. you know I, don't, I imagine Nelson's all right. Leave him alone. Like oh, I hate I hate popular things too. Uh, fuck Justin Bieber and uh, and all that stuff. But uh, no, the thing that I would love to you know really extol the merits of is local multiplayer gaming. Yeah, is that original? Or has that been done before? That is fine. Uh, I don't Good. think it's been done before. Uh, you'd think I'd be able to remember nine episodes, but I'm not that clever. Um, right. Okay. So let me explain. Last no. weekend, I went down to meet some friends, and we had a weekend where we got drunk and we played video games together. Mm. Um, that weekend, we played many games, uh, but most notably. We played line pole riders. Is it pole riders on sports? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, we played Nidhog, and we played uh, the my favourite of the weekend was Tower Four Ascension, mm. uh, which was the free game of it. You cannot. I I have never had experiences like that 
on my own. Yes. No, I, then I, I, yeah. Like I had that that weekend. Mo- local multiplayer gaming is the most fun I've ever had gaming ever. Halo, Time Splitters 2, Pro Evolution Soccer, FIFA, um, uh, Monkey Ball, yeah. uh, Towerfall, uh, just like, what's that fucking game? Mount Your Friends. Yeah. Like, these games are j- just the most fun I've ever had. And um, it's a shame it's died out. I kind of, not died out completely, but it's a shame that it has died out to some extent. Completely understand why no one likes split screen gaming anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. But, oh man, I remember dragging a really heavy, with one of a mate, dragging a really heavy 32 inch square, really boxed out TV yeah, yeah, yeah. onto a train up to Peckham, of all places, how we didn't get killed, I don't know, um, to set up a game of four, four Xbox, four TV, Halo, Combat Evolved, uh, getting a little hub, oh. setting all up the network connections. It's just unbeatable. You just awakened uh, a, a, like a nascent memory in my head, actually, of playing loads of two Xbox, uh, two aside, uh, Halo, with the two with the two xboxes in the in uh, on this lad's parents landing because the 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 cable we had was was like would just about stretch from one end of the landing to the other if the xboxes were both kind of kept out <laughs> kept in the hall um, yeah, yeah. and just that being the most fun just having like teams in each room yeah the teams in each room you can hear people shouting from the other room it was just yeah 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 it just just so so fun and i mean you know i love xbox live like i remember logging onto xbox live for the first time and being absolutely blown away and you know i'm not going to turn around and say multiplayer game is shit because it ain't um in some instances it's much better you know you could never get 64 people together in a room to play um uh, battlefield and stuff like that but there's just something about like there's just something about uh towerful this weekend where you know, everyone was playing, and when someone got shot by someone, just shouting at them while they're sitting next to you, yep. like laughing together when something cool happens, it's that's that's missing from online gaming, and it will never be there because you haven't no. got that human interaction. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, oh, mate, uh, that's my favourite type. I love gaming. I love all gaming. I love sitting, getting lost into a, a single player game. I love competitive FIFA online. Mm. I love all that sort of stuff. My favourite type of gaming is sitting down with a bunch of mates and just playing a game like Towerfall or, you know, FIFA or Time Time Splits Two, man. Yeah. Oh Jesus, we were talking about the original Halo and the, the genius of the um, editing system for the rules. Oh and yeah. The fact yeah. that you can basically like Noshi come out of nowhere, no shields, only mm. pistols. So essentially, you could kill someone with one shot to the head, but you had to be good. You had to be accurate. Yeah, yeah. And it, oh, it was just so good. It looked like playing um, rockets in in that level where there's a big split between two massive spaceships. Yeah. And and just the, the feelings you would get. Oh, mate, it was just oh, local multiplayer gaming is the best type of gaming, bar none. Yeah. And, Funnily uh, enough, actually, I um, wish I had friends close enough to actually play it to, yeah. to do that more. You know. I'm actually fairly so. So two things. One is um, in our work, we've got a PS4, and see, like, so I'm not a big football fan, but I do play the FIFA games, um, largely because it gives me, or partially because it gives me something to talk about the guys with the guys in work. Um, Get in the goal. Yeah, it's cricket in the Reds ones. Um, Basically, it. I hear yeah. that down me all the time. 
so we uh we, we we play a lot of fifa and sat on the sofas there and it is a fucking wicked experience it's well better than because you know online like you get frustrated you get wound up you know what i mean especially if you're having a shitty game and it's like you're three nil down at the end of the first half yeah um and but in 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 a situation with your mates it's just it's just funny and it's fine and yeah you're a little bit wound up but it's just like oh well you know it'll be it'll be better next game um and it's stupid shit like i play exclusively as cska moscow um i don't even know why um i think i like the the japanese man um (laughs) but but it's just to be able to sit down and and play a game with friends is is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, see also actually uh, Nintendo Land on the Wii U. Uh, the amount of people I know who who aren't gamers and who uh, I think lockdown is too strong a word, too strong a phrase to describe what they do. But you know what I mean. They're like they don't really get gaming um, on, 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 in general. But these were people who come around and go, can can we play the the ghost one on Wii U, please? Uh, can we play the the one where you chase Mario, please? I'm like, yes, of course we can. Of fucking course we can, because we've had entire like days of when we've had people around just playing uh, Luigi's Mansion on Nintendo Land with the person with the gamepad sat in a different room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or or sat face. What we've done before is had them essentially sat facing the other players, and it is brilliant to have a sofa full of people looking for this ghost, all all communicating and all. Uh, listening for each other's pads going off, and it's it is the best experience. Yeah, it's uh, Nintendo, so much Nintendo, greater. I mean, they're not mm. exclusively good at it, but like, no. um, uh, do you remember that first week the Wii U come out? Uh, mm. Sorry, the week the Nintendo Wii come out, and it was like you're like, okay, here's this cool console that me and all my friends like, you know, are talking about and blah blah yep. blah, and then like your mum comes in and goes, oh go on, I'll have a, I'll have a game of bowling. Yeah, and you really all of a sudden the whole family is just having fun. Like with video games, like they're laughing at my nan who couldn't bowl it forward, <laughs> continuously bowl it back, um, uh, laughing at my dad for taking it too seriously. I just, just the best, like, yeah. like just the best. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's everything from just sitting down and, and playing something like uh, um, Hidden in Plain Sight to uh, with mm. with your closest mates to playing Wii bowling with your nan. It's just. Yeah, oh, yeah, can't beat it, man. It's actually cannot beat it. I tell you, I tell you, actually, the best game I think you've got. To... Have you ever played Space Team? Yeah, that's 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 cracking. That that's that is cr- cracking. Yeah, we, we we played it. We had a housewarming recently, and we played uh, with eight players at about midnight. Uh, a game that, in the end, I had to uh, put an end to because it was just it just devolved into shouting. Um, but it's it's a it's a brilliant experience of kind of because you find yourself getting proper naughty with your friends because nobody's washed the giga sensor, um, and 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 you sit there bellowing at people just nonsense at each other and it is the, just the most fun. Um, see, also is I can never remember if it's in Sports Friend, uh, Johan Sebastian Joust. It is, yeah. We didn't really get on with it, but but that's because we were using the pads instead of the move oh, controllers. Move controllers. So I don't with think the move it works. Control. Yeah. yeah, with the move controllers, it's absolutely wicked as well. We played that in uh, Hyde Park a couple of years ago, uh, and that is really really good fun. It's um, got that four. It's got that four player one where you're passing a ball about and you've got to keep it in the other person's goal. Uh, Hotcra is it? I think I think it's called. Uh, Hotcra. Oh, it, it just. Oh my God! What what a game that is! Four mm. players of that. Forget yeah. about it. And again, oh, having just, yeah, really good. Having been to and competed in the the midnight resistance events as well, and things like M- mount your friends, especially, is an incredible 
incredible spectator sport um, to sit in a room and watch two people play that, especially if they're quite good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, just, it's wonderful yeah, to watch. Just the music going, and it always actually it, re- it always reminds me of with that one especially. Do you remember the bits in? Was it Games Master where they had the kids sat at those weird pods that looked like something out of Alien, and <laughs> play like sensible soccer or something against each other? Uh, it always reminds me of stuff like that. Um, no, I, I'm I'm an unashamed lover lover of uh, multiplayer, of local multiplayer. If only because as well, it's stupid things like me and my girlfriend have played all the way through Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light together, and she doesn't play an awful lot of games. Mm. Um, but we got to sit down and play that together, uh, and that was a wicked experience because it's it, it's the sort of thing as well where with, with games like that where you could go. Because sometimes I kind of go, I wish I could better share my hobby with my girlfriend. Um, and it's games like that. It's local multiplayer that allows you to do it. Because, you know, I'm never going to come home and find a knocking out a frame of batters. Um, but to see, to, to go for her to go, can we play uh, Guardian Light again? And to be excited to find out that there's potentially a sequel coming out as well. It's, it's fucking cool. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've given up thinking about that with Joe. I'm now training <laughs> uh, my son to, uh, my <laughs> five-month-old son to try and use the analog sticks <laughs> <laughs> just just so we can you know work for a bit of halo when it comes out but, uh, <laughs> i can't see that happening well i've got reports from a, a, a dad of a one-year-old that his one-year-old is shit at fifa and never wins so uh you got go, go to go yet david <laughs> yeah 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 lovely well do you know what <laughs> at an hour and a half i think that's probably about time we wrap that up um cool Mainly because I'm in the new office in this house and it is fucking boiling in it. Um, yeah, it's blazing everywhere in England tonight. I think I am and Wales and Wales, David. Um, Are you in Wales? I'm in Wales. Yeah, I live in Wales. I am Welsh. Are oh, you? I'm a Welsh man. Yeah. Oh, well done on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but I'm sat in this room, absolutely sweating my cock off. So um, I need to get out of here and then go and die. Um, and also, it's my birthday in an hour and ten minutes. Um, uh, all right, well done on that. Happy birthday. Good, this is well just done a... on living. Thanks very much. Uh, more than you've done, <laughs> apparently. Um... Yeah, yeah, I think you've prob- probably probably cracked that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Dave, have you got anything to plug? Where can people find you should they want to listen more to you? Um, they can't now. That's <laughs> it. I've given up everything. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at David Turner's. Um, uh, and I occasionally write for spong.com so you could probably go there but that's it I'm done podcasting yeah. done uh, although I would recommend if you fancy getting angry at Dave go back and listen to the uh, the Xbox One launch episode of Joypod which I'll link to um, it's, everyone got really mad about that one <laughs> I linked to that oh, one my. or the one that, or the most recent one that Capone edited which I believe I'll put nicely is divisive um, the guy's a genius <laughs> I... So that's what I should have put on anyone that doesn't like Capone Adam. Well, that would have been fucking awkward because uh, I didn't get on yeah. with that episode. See you later, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking over your podcast now. Oh, you, fine. Um, it would have been nice to have somebody do that actually while I was uh, internetless for three months. Anyway, it's a bit fucking late now. I'm stuck with it. You stuck with me. So um, anyway, cheers. Thanks very much, David. Go away now. No problem. Bye. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>